You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're going to start the tractate of Shukalim in a couple of days, at the beginning of next week. So I thought as we're leaving the tractate of Pesachim, it will be useful just to go back and check on the structure and just to revise to a certain extent what we've learned over the last few months. The chapter is organised in line with time. That was one of the first things that we mentioned when we entered the chapter, that the chapter is actually laid out on a timeline. And of course, time and the importance of time and the, the urgency, the urgency of getting on and doing things is one of the themes that runs right through the Masechet. And so sure enough, it is laid out in time order. The first three chapters dealing with deal with finding and getting rid of the Chametz. We've got to get rid of the Chametz. And remember, we learned that the five grains, wheat, oats, barley, spelt, um, there's going to be one other one. The five grains that can ferment into chametz are the same five grains that can be made into matzah. There's some kind of symmetry between chametz and matzah. Chametz is actually matzah, which is left around hanging, left hanging around for too long. If it's left for too long, it becomes chametz. So matzah and chametz are the same in essence, and that's what we learned in the first three chapters. The fourth chapter deals with working on the 14th of Nisan, the day before Pesach. And that is a holiday. And slaughtering the Pesach on that day actually takes priority over Shabbat if it falls on Shabbat. And then chapters 5 to 8, which we didn't really deal with in any detail, deal with the Pesach sacrifice itself. And we're looking, we're now going to conclude chapter 9, which is about missing Pesach and all kinds of other mishaps and mistakes. And what I wanted to mention in terms of the context for chapter 9, we haven't learned chapters 5 to 8, but it's important to bear in mind that this is a time of absolute and utter um, confusion and crowding and stress at the time of the temple. Because Pesach is the one time of the year when every person had to be part of a group that brought a sacrifice. And of course, every group brought their own sacrifice. So you can imagine thousands of pilgrims milling around the Beit Midash. And the reason why that chapter 9 is so focused on what happens when things go wrong and Pesachim get, go missing, animals go missing. One of the reasons why things go wrong is that it's like traveling into Manhattan in rush hour. There are so many people trying to do the same thing on the same day that accidents are bound to happen. And that is indeed the subject of the ninth chapter. And then the tenth chapter, which we learned just before Pesach, deals with the Seder. So that overall is the structure of the tractate. Now, in terms of our chapter, the ninth chapter, we're learning about mishaps and, and mishaps and, and mistakes. And the Mishnah begins with a, a, a symmetric mix-up. Two companies whose Pesach sacrifices became mixed up. So there are two animals and two companies. Everything at Pesach happens with a company. It happens with a group. 
We don't do Pesach on our own. We do it in a group. And the group has armor. So here we've got two groups. And they haven't lost their Pesach, but they're two animals who got mixed up with one another. By the way, this is before they've been slaughtered. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because the group has to be attached to the animal. So, one member of these of this group joins the other group. And one member of the other group joins these. In other words, they exchange one member. Okay, so now each group has got one member of the other group inside it. So if you like, they begin to mix these two groups. And then they make this declaration. That each, by the way, each group is going to make this declaration. But the Mishnah only writes it out once. If this Pesach is ours, so they've got one animal, right? They don't know whether it's ours or theirs, right? They don't know whose animal it is, but they say, look, if this animal is ours, then you, and they're addressing the one person that has come over from the other group. If this animal is ours, then your hands are withdrawn from your own and you are registered for ours. You become part of our group. And if this animal is actually your animal, if, if this Pesach is yours, then our hands are withdrawn from ours and we are registered for yours, i.e. we all become part of your Pesach. So essentially by merging the two groups or beginning to merge the two groups by swapping one member over, they can make a declaration that allows them to participate in either, effectively in either animal. So if they got the right animal, they bring the sole extra member of the group into them. If they got the wrong animal, well, they now they've got someone in their group from the other group, and effectively they become part of his group. That's how it works. And the Mishnah goes on to say, look, and, and by now you can imagine the chaos, by the way. What if there are five companies and there are five people in each one of them? Or there are ten. There are ten companies of ten people each. That you can play exactly the same trick, although it's, you have to do it ten times. You just keep on exchanging people from one group to the other. And they make the same declaration. And, you know, you can make, you can get a little bit hung up in the detail here. But the, the bottom line is that Pesach is a community activity. We do it together. We do it in a group. And these groups are going to cooperate in order to do the right thing at the end of the day. Now, what if two individuals had Pesach sacrifices and they got them mixed up? So you're on the way, you're on the way to, you're, you're getting ready to create your group. So far, you've just got two individuals with one animal each. And there's a, there's a halacha, by the way, that you cannot leave the Pesach unattended. It's taught in the Gemara and Pesachim. And I've actually brought, brought 
um, the Gemara in Pesachim is commenting on our Mishnah. The Mishnah begins, Shnaim Shenit Arvu Pischehem. So these two have mixed up their Pesach sacrifices. Two people, not two groups. And the, um, the Gemara says, you know, this Mishnah is not in accordance with Rabbi Yudah, because Rabbi Yudah, he, he drushes a verse, for imi'im at habayt miyot miseh, if the household be too little for a lamb. According to Rabbi Yudah, this teaches that the members of the group can become littler. He's doing a drush on the word little, provided one of the original members of the group remains. That's the word of Rabbi Yudah, and we'll see in a minute that one of the original members does not remain. So this Mishnah cannot be according to Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yossi just says, providing they don't leave the Paschal lamb unattended. They can't leave it alone. The Paschal lamb, once it's been taken, it's got to be owned by somebody. It's not a random lamb. Intention is critical. So this thing can't be ownless. So let's see what they're going to do. Shnaim. Two people mixed up their Pesach sacrifices. Each one takes one animal, as we've done with the groups. They each register, they take someone from the marketplace and register them with him. So in other words, they become groups. They take someone from the marketplace. So rather than having two individuals, they're now two groups. And now they're two groups, they can now start swapping people. So this one goes over to that one, and that one goes over to this one, and then they make a similar kind of declaration. One goes to the other, the other goes to one. The Kachem one room, they make this declaration. Im Shalihu Pesach, if it's my Pesach, then my um if im shelihu pesalze yadecha mushrot meshachavanim neit al sheli, if it's mine, your hands are withdrawn from yours and re- you are registered for mine. But if this pesach is yours, my hands are withdrawn from mine and I am registered for yours. In other words, we straighten it out. We make the declaration so that each person is is owning the right pesach. And no, none of these animals are unintended because one, while one goes to the other to make the declaration, there's, if you like, the, the, the Pesach, the lamb he's left is being guarded by the guy from the marketplace. So the bottom line is that everything is straightened out. And one of the things we learned, of course, in the Mishnah Pesachim is actually the rabbis bend over backwards to make sure that everybody keeps the festival. And in there, you know, there might be situations where we might be strict, but the rabbis are actually lenient because not only is, is uh, yeah, because Pesach is a time of unity and the rabbis want everybody to keep the festival. And with that in mind, let's just, uh, we're nearly out of time. Let's just recite the Hadran. Um, Hadran Alach Masechet Pesachim. We will return to you, Masechet Pesachim. The Hadrach Alan, and you will return to us. Our mind is on you, and your mind is on us. We will not forget you, Tractate Minan, And you will not forget us. Not in this world and not 
in the next world. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>